On the 25th and 26th of May, young people from all corners of the land down under assembled at the Sydney showgrounds to rise to the challenge, the National Merino Challenge. You're listening to The Yarn, a podcast for the Australian wool industry. And this week, the wool growers of the NMC committee join us on The Yarn as we speak to them about their involvement in the challenge and how they are educating the next generation of the Australian wool industry. Ben Watts, you're the National Merino Challenge Project Manager and we've just come to the end of another successful National Merino Challenge with a record number of students this year, I believe, or close to. Yeah, 161, really pushing that limit, showing that it's just growing year on year and it's probably a, a bit of a combination of a really strong market and also students are seeing that this is another way to get out and network and meet industry and find those job paths. So for those who haven't heard of the National Merino Challenge, could you tell us a little bit about what the weekend challenge entails and activities that they're involved in? Yeah, so the NMC really, it's a industry-driven concept to, to encourage students to come along, participate in a heap of mini challenges. We have three different areas, wool, breeding and production. So wool covers AWEX typing and valuing wool clips using a P&D form, so real industry tools. The breeding component uses a combination of visual selection and objective measurement and really teaches students how to use the range of tools that's available to select animals to fit uh, given breeding objectives in different environments. So it's understanding how to select animals to fit high rainfall areas that might have their own challenges right through to pastoral country and, and understanding how even from right now they've already got some of the skills to make those decisions. And then the third part is uh, building on AWI's work in the lifetime U area around uh, nutrition and condition scoring and really understanding how by uh, monitoring condition score and then matching it with nutrition they can really start to tailor nutritional requirements and budget the feeding and they understand that by separating their twinning ewes from their single ewes and on weight categories they can really start to put some precision in all of these are just activities they cover over the two days that build up the points and it seems that by the response from students they're all getting something out of it but it also gives them a job skill they can take straight back to industry. And we also see at the end you go through a live auction I believe your dog sold for $10,000 this year. Yeah the auction was pretty wild we give all of our uh, our team's uh, buyer instructions on behalf of buyers to you know, mock auction to purchase some rams, some pens of ewes, and we had a couple of working dogs also this year. I think the students got a little bit wild and <laughs> got caught up in the, the passion and the emotion. And the idea of that was uh, built a few years ago when we had some of our sponsors who suggested that why not give some of these students the experience of a stud sale type auction and um, and we explained to them that it's the role of the auctioneer to build that emotion and adrenaline and extract the best we can from that certainly happened today it was pretty wild in the shed there was a combination of the the fairly uh tight pockets that didn't want to part with their money through to a couple of wild bidders there that yeah they fell in love with some animals and wanted to take them home um we have a fantastic nmc committee yourself included that get involved how did you find the team went this year yeah look we're really uh, 
fortunate that our committee is made up of passionate industry representatives and an exciting thing is it's made up of young industry representatives and we've got everyone from you know experienced uh, sheep classes some of the most you know well known and experienced classes in the industry at the, the more senior end right through to some young stars some of whom have only just finished school and uh, are studying at university but they're just passionate to be involved and they've traveled from every state of Australia to be here and help and we're we're so fortunate that our industry has that sort of passion that people want to be involved and it's everything from uh, delivering uh, activities to students through to people uh, on the careers panel sharing their different stories of everything uh, of how they got into uh, on-farm jobs, off-farm jobs, service providers, and it went to show the students that there's a whole range of careers. Uh, and I think out of you know, our 161 who were here, I think we had a really positive effect. And I think also it's so important showing the range of careers available in the wool industry because you have people from so many different backgrounds, not necessarily stemming from a wool background. So having that range of career experts I guess is really important to that to show anyone that they can be involved in the wool industry if they'd like to be. And what was great this year you know we had everyone from Alex talking about his decisions and considerations as an on-farm operation and how he's taken a, a, a new approach to what's often been quite a traditional way of running farms and, and approaching how they make decisions through to Luke with genetics and sheep selection Orger in the wool handling area and talking about the importance of wool harvesting you know, and we had a whole range of people then all the way through to Molly talking about you know, fashion and that, that end market and I think that it helps the students number one understand whichever part they want to be in the other players who are there and number two it helps students see that if you want to be involved in this industry there's such a range that there's no reason not to put your hand up and have a crack at things. And there really is an opportunity for everyone. Absolutely. And, you know, it was amazing. We had Matilda Scott from Tasmania speak this morning, sharing her story about how she put her neck out and had a go at things and how doors started to open. And she's got a ram that she finally bought and that his name's Gordon. And, you know, it's gorgeous. You know, she's so passionate. She, she's on her way. And we're sure one day Matilda will have an operation of her own. Well, Ben, thank you again for another successful NMC. Um, your contributions are obviously always valued by AWI and the Wool Growers of Australia, and we look forward to seeing you again next year. Thanks, Ellie, and we can't wait to have people involved. So Dale Bruns, you're a wool grower from Victoria, and you've had quite a significant impact and contribution to the National Merino Challenge over a few years now. That's right, Ellie. Um, I've been here for six years out of the seven um, as part of the steering committee. And look, it's always been a passion of mine to have, have young people, you know, entering our industry with, um, with knowledge and confidence. I think it's certainly an area that, that we've, we've been lacking for a number of years. So if I can do my part to, um, to bring them in, um, certainly the NMC is one of the best ways to go about it, I think, yeah. You're responsible for hosting one of the activities at NMC in the wool valuing and wool typing section. What does that entail for students? Look, it's probably one of the harder uh, activities amongst all the other ones at the NMC. It, it's certainly more like a classroom environment rather than a hands-on, let's, um, let's have a look at some sheep sort of um, environment. But let's face it, it's one of the most important parts of the wool industry. We need to have a a standardised system which is the OXID to apply to all our wool samples that we're selling to the world and these are you know students need to get their hands on in samples for to apply this OXID 
and, and learn about all the non-measured characteristics of wool that, um, that you can't tell from the catalogue page. So it's, it's pretty important and it's probably one of the harder ones in terms of students getting the experience to, to get the hands-on to prepare themselves for the NMC. So I, I feel that the students have been getting better over the six years that I've been um, involved. They're, they're getting more exposure, which is great. And then, of course, once they've done all the AWEX ID side, they're into the, the valuing system. And I think once they get the idea of you know working out how many discounts and how many premiums are involved in one particular sample, how involved it is, that really opens their eyes as to you know, perhaps the different opportunities within the wool industry. You know, it, you don't have to be just a wool grower. You can be a broker. You can be a buy. You can be a nutritionist. You can be an agronomist. It's all going to have something to do with with wool and and that end result of of the OXID and what we're applying. So, how have your students been going this National Merino Challenge? Or, if I refer, rephrase the question, how has your teaching been going? Well, I think I think the teaching, from my point of view, we obviously run the train the trainer program where we're teaching the, the teachers how to pass the knowledge on to the students. So I think I think we're executing that better every every year that goes past. So look the standard this year has lifted again um, and I think probably the best way to judge that is by you know, the, the amount of time they're taking to get through the, the AWEX IDs and, and the valuing process. It is lengthy but um, you know the, the more familiar you are with a premium discount report and and whatnot, and the, you know the different elements of, of wool, micron strength, length, all that sort of thing. I think uh, if you're familiar, you can you can nail it pretty quickly. And I think this year's been fantastic, to be honest. And about yourself, Brunzi, you didn't just wake up at NMC. You've obviously thought about having involvement in this particular program. How did you get involved in the project in the beginning, and what made you want to do it? So I got involved with the NMC um, whilst I was being employed with Australian Wool Network and AWN have been a sponsor since the, um, the inception of uh, NMC and I just went along to give a bit of a hand to start with and, um, and sort of fell in love with the project. As I said, you know, youth is a passion of mine. To, it's great fun to get young people around and, and uh, well, pass on what you've learnt yourself. Um, I mean, I'm only 36 but I've still got a lot more learning to do. But yeah, what I've learnt myself so far, I'm imparting on them. And look, it's that's probably how I got started. And then I think we all developed and wanted to see this grow. And a little bit about your wool growing background in Victoria. Yeah, well, I, I suppose I cut my teeth on sheep in the Riverina to start with. I spent nearly 10 years up there um, on a couple of merino studs, uh, Gould Gumbler and New Audrey. Loved every moment of it up there. I actually attended um, Ag College at Marcus Oldham for a year and then that's where I took on uh, the wool breaking side after that. Uh, just to broaden my knowledge of you know, that marketing side, as a grower you, you send it off on the truck and you get a few test results back and that's about it. And then that took me down to Hamilton, so um, uh, that's where I met my wife and, um, and we're running the, the place down there or nearly running the place down there um, one day. And uh, anyway, look, it's, it's certainly... Um, a great spot, love it down there. The the, um, the in-laws are running a, a great type of sheep and um, and uh, it's all merino. It's all merino, what we like to hear. Well, Dale, on behalf of AWI and the Wool Growers of Australia, thank you and we look forward to hopefully seeing you again next year. Wonderful, Ellie. Um, we'll look forward to seeing you next year too. My name's Catriona Nicol. I This is my third year uh, running a session at NMC. I have a background in education and extension, so educating school children and now tertiary students about the wool industry and all things agricultural, but also working with farmers and researchers, so extending best practice to farmers throughout practical workshops like lifetime year management. 
And so, Kat, you've been at the NMC for three years. And you have quite an interesting activity in terms of the U production side of things. Yeah, I certainly do, Ellie. So I work with a couple of other trainers to deliver that session. And the great thing about our session, Ellie, is it looks at the lifetime productivity of the U. So what we try and do is tie together all of those aspects about fleece quality and fleece value, condition scoring, the impact on the U in terms of her condition and her ability to have lambs and how many lambs she has. And then we take that information and we do an economic case study. So what we do is we have a live animal and we shear that animal. So in case we've got students who haven't actually seen the shearing process and that allows us to look at the different components of the fleece, um, which reinforces stuff that they do with Dale around fleece value. And then we weigh the animal and we talk about the difference between the live weight and the carcass value. So, you know, one of the things that we quite often don't think of in terms of lifetime productivity is when at the end of a sheep's life and it's finished producing a fleece, they're still giving back to us in terms of the carcass value as well. So we weigh the animal and we ask the students to calculate from that how much the carcass value will be. We look at the lambing percentage over four years. So what are the things that impact how many lambs that you will have and what are the values of each of those lambs over her lifetime? Uh, so it's, it's tricky for the students because they've got to get those concepts and bring them all together, but they also have to do a bit of maths involved as well. Breaking it down to an individual sheep and how much that particular ewe has to offer over her lifetime productivity is really important. You're actually looking at an individual rather than just a whole flock. Yeah, so at the end of our session, once the students have done their calculations, what we then compare is, okay, well, if we've got a ewe with a seven kilo fleece, let's have a look and compare that to a ewe with an eight kilo fleece. What is the impact of one more kilo? And it doesn't sound like much. And, uh, you know, depending on the price for the wool, it can be, in our example, it's $14 difference between the two ewes. That seems nothing. But then you take that over the lifetime, so let's say five years, and you're coming up into the $60, $70. And then if you take that across a 1,000 animals, you end up with a 60 plus thousand you know dollar difference impact so we talk to the students about breeding objectives and how do you determine what your goal is are you just going to try and bang out a whole lot more wool or are you going to focus on wool value in terms of micron um, and we talk about the impact of the environment coming back to that condition scoring and all of those factors that they need to consider when they're looking at that big picture and how have the students been responding to your activity this year are they very engaged I think they are engaged. You'd have to ask them, Ellie, but they are <laughs> engaged. Um, they are engaged, and I think they're engaged because we bring it back to that dollar value, and it's really meaningful, and it ties together all of the other activities that they're doing throughout the National Merino Challenge. So one of the other things that's really good about our activities, we ask the students where they're from, and we talk about the impact of the environment in which they're um, growing sheep and growing wool and what that has on the breeding objectives. But also with the shearing, it gives us an opportunity to look at the different types of vegetable matter impact. So, for example, um, our Tasmanian students, where I'm from, have never seen a Bathurst burr. They've never seen a Nagura burr. And they don't have to contend with that type of vegetable matter. So that's really interesting for them to share their experiences with the other students. And I think one of the brilliant things about National Merino Challenge is, although they compete as a team they're not within those teams throughout the activities so you're really building on that networking and that sharing of information through every activity. Well Kat thank you on behalf of AWI and the Wool Growers of Australia for your continued contributions to the National Merino Challenge and we hope to have you back next year. Yeah thanks Ellie I love being involved in this program and any of AWI's programs with students because they are the future of our industry. I'm Luke Stephen a technical specialist for sheep breeding for the New South Wales DPI. And Luke, you have had an involvement in NMC this year. You've been on the careers panel. What has that entailed? 
being on the cruise panels about sharing my journey and experiences along the way in the wool industry to, to where it's got me today and hoping in the that it inspires these future generation to pursue a, a avenue in the wool industry what is your story in the wool industry look very fortunate to be in the position i am because of the sheep industry growing up on a commercial operation west of armadale uh, and being lucky enough to have a super fine wool operation that uh, was very lucky to have that opportunity to be involved in the industry from such a young age and have a fan around a family that was so passionate about growing wool that then gave me the opportunity to experience a lot of things in life um you know i was lucky enough to go to school away in sydney and um also develop a passion for agriculture so we returned to to armadale and study rural science um being involved there and while studying i never had eyes for working in the in the sheep industry and was lucky enough to identify an area of work being in genetics and commercial use of it that I thought I could really apply my skills. So while I was with Sheep Genetics I was really lucky to see the impact of my work so in terms of the amount of animals analysed through the database, the amount of rams sold with ASBVs in that six year period I managed to double the size of Marana Select which was a great achievement when we look at what was happening in the national flock at the time and it was with a reduction in rams sold generally across the industry. So how long have you been involved with your ASBVs and genetic research? Well, look, I'd say in terms of the commercial application of genetics, it's close to 15 years. So look, so yeah, I finished up with Sheep Genetics uh, as most, as uh, and the opportunity to apply the great work that was happening through that area in, in genetics research into products and tools for producers uh, came through an opportunity as a, with the New South Wales Department of Foreign Industry. So I joined them four years ago. And being there has meant that I've been able to to leverage those opportunities, piggybacking off the great work that the sheep industry has done in investing in, in genetics research projects, both AWI and MLA, uh, to put some really great tools like Ram Select, uh, the Merino Bloodline Performance Package, uh, into the hands of producers to better improve the sheep industry. You have an interesting history in terms of how your family got out to Armadale. Originally you're from Lebanon. Our family was, uh, I was really lucky that I had a, a father who just loved agriculture. So my dad wasn't born onto the land uh, and his brothers, they were born in Sydney and raised in Sydney. And dad moved to Warani uh, when he was 17 and they built their, their business to where it was, running 30,000 um, sheep. And they you know, wouldn't have done that without hard work and teamwork and a lot of those values that uh, I guess I was lucky enough to inherit some of them, or hopefully inherit. But it was a thing that we didn't necessarily be born into the wool industry. We, we developed our thing, our family, and worked hard. Uh, well, I think that makes you such a great asset for the National Merino Challenge here because a lot of our students, you know, they're not born into the wool industry and a lot of them want to be involved, but they don't necessarily have a... Um, they don't stem from a wool background, so... What I've really stressed with our participants here over the past two days is it's about that communication if you're willing to work hard, if you're willing to communicate, if you're willing to understand the people that you do business with on a day-to-day -day basis and you can develop a relationship that is built on trust, there is no stopping you in terms of what you can achieve in your day-to-day -day job. So use that day-to-day -day job to create success and that success then to create future opportunities. And that's really important uh, for so many of our participants in this industry, whether they are, you know, uh, part of a family operation that's already on the land, whether they're aspiring to get into an operation on farm or whether they want to work in service provision or research and development.
We are lucky to have you as passionate as you are in the sheep industry. So thank you for your contributions and thank you for being at the National Merino Challenge this year. I know you've offered a lot to students. Look, it's great. And as I said, if I've, I was lucky enough to have a great journey to date in the woman's industry and I just hope that it continues and I hope that these people are able to have the same opportunities that have been gifted to me. I'm from between Horsham and Hamilton in Victoria on a family-run property with my parents. Um, we've got a pole merino stud, um, Mount Yulong. And you've been involved in NMC for a couple of years now. What has your activities been that you've been running? So the first year in Melbourne three years ago, I was on the careers panel, which was, which was great um, with a few good people. And then since then, I've moved over to visual scoring, which is a good section for me because it's... It's all more on the structure and using your hands and eyes to, to determine which is the better sheep in different traits and things like that, um, which is more up my alley, more so than, than figures and, and testing and weights and, and things like that. So when you're talking to students, how do you present to them and what are you telling them? Yeah, so I like to focus a lot on structure. I think that's one of the most important things with breeding merinos getting your feet and legs right and it, it is quite complicated for kids that aren't from a farming background and, and don't have experience with it it's it's one it's a hard thing to sort of teach but I think it's one of the most fundamental things about breeding merinos so it's a good to try to get kids to get a good handle on it. Do you find that there's a difference between students that do have a real background in the merino industry and well students that don't? Um, yeah there is you can tell the kids that, are, that have come off farms um, but there's also some kids that haven't come off farms that are so passionate and you can see that passion and the enthusiasm. And um, NMC is great, like there's so many different career paths and options that, that the kids get shown. So you don't necessarily have to have a farm to be involved in the wool industry. So there's so many different options out there right through to the fashion industry basically, the whole pipeline. So NMC is great to give those kids that don't have land to go home to the opportunities to see what they can do in the industry. Now Daniel, I'm getting a bit off topic here but you are a yarn podcast listener is there anything that you would like to listen to down the track um no ellie i love listening to it it's great to hear different people within the whole industry talking about their their specific area and their expertise um, and i love hearing your jokes it's fantastic <laughs> i'm flattered <laughs> well daniel thank you for your continued involvement in national merino challenge thanks for listening to the yarn and thank you for being on the yarn this week thank you know some young wool enthusiasts, why not register them in the 2020 challenge next year at awinmc.com.au. A massive thank you to our NMC committee and our 2019 NMC event partners, Stud Merino Breeders Association, Department of Primary Industries New South Wales, Australian Wool Network, Fox and Lily Rural, Tech Wool and the Australian Association of Stud Merino Breeders. And congratulations to all the secondary and tertiary division award winners. You can find photos of our challenge champions and photos of the event itself on our Instagram page at Beyond the Bale. That's a wrap on the yarn for this week. If you have feedback about this episode or the podcast, get in touch with us at theyarnatwool.com. I'm Ellie Bigwood. Thanks for tuning in and I look forward to spinning yarns with you next time.